Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Corey. My name is Chris. And today we are talking about my favorite game, Nino Kuni, The Wrath of the White Witch, not Nino Kuni 2. That game is garbage. This is the game, y'all. This game be poppin'. 10 out of 10, this is the goat. Play it now. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Right. What What was that? (laughs) He started again. Couldn't stop him. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Bye bye, everybody. What What did you just do? (laughs) Um, Corey, I didn't know you felt that way. (laughs) About about Nino Cooney. That was. How much time did you spend on that? Next to none. So, oh. hi everybody. Um, if uh, just to just to reiterate wow. Corey's fantastic opening, um, yeah, this is Arcade Cozy, and that was Corey. My Jesus. name's Chris, and um, oh, that crying. was a that was an AI synthesized version of Corey. Oh my god! That I that I uh, that I made um, for comparison. Um, so I, I also played around with, with my voice and my voice is significantly less convincing. Here it is. Hey everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. Yeah. That one's a good bit off from you. It's a little, it's a little, uh, stilted, but, um, yeah, whenever I heard, when I heard cores, when I piped it in there, it was like, it was like, Oh, I was like, okay. I was like, don't have to play around with this very much. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh. Yeah, no, um, it's good. A round of applause. I well, Amazing. I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week, and they were playing around with a with an AI voice generation software from a company called Eleven Labs. You can find them at elevenlabs.io if you want to. Um, and it was basically like you know they had very basic like pre-built AI voices that sounded very convincing you could toy around with, but you could also pipe in your own audio. So I piped in some of the audio from our podcast and was just kind of like, okay, let me play around with this and, and see. And it's, it is legitimately the, the part of AI that I think I'm the most creeped out by yeah. just because like it's, like the image generation and the video generation, that's something, but like the idea of just let me pipe in somebody's voice. Let me pipe in like 30 seconds of somebody's voice. And then an AI is going to be like, now I will say anything that you want me to say. It can get past (laughs) any security wall. You're welcome. Yeah. The comforting thing, less comforting for you because it didn't take me too long to mess around with yours. The comforting thing for me is that I, after playing with it for a while, I never found one. And maybe it's just my ear because I like feel like I know more what I sound like, but I never found one that seemed somewhat convincing, that didn't seem robotic. So makes me feel better because in the event that somebody deep fakes me, I'll know. I'll know. Everyone will know. Um, I'm trying to think because I don't really know the sound of my own voice in terms of you know, when you're speaking, oh, when it, it comes into it your It sounds ear. like this. Hey, oh everybody. God. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's close. It works. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. it's fun. 
It's fun. Yeah, I, um, that's made my day. Yeah, it's a lot good. of fun. I liked it. Um, this is going to be a new bit. Any time. Yeah, I'll just... No, no, this is what you said. <laughs> I think my favorite part of it... So, like, because you can play around with it and you can make it, like, very straight where it'll just, like, kind of keep the same tone and cadence. And then you can make it so that it'll make variables and my favorite part is the part where it like kind of like low whispers that game is and garbage it's just like, this is the game, this, the game. this game this game because <laughs> I, like, I, I was like do yes that. i was like i love this That's exactly part. what i do <laughs> <laughs> i heard that and i was like yes you know what's up ai you oh got my it God. That's um good. It's yeah good. it's fun yes um, concerning but good <laughs> it is concerning but um yeah, it's fun. Um, but, but we're not here to talk about AI, everybody. Yet, this isn't least. an AI podcast. <laughs> we will start a separate one that is just sound Arcade bites of AI. Corey. Corey's <laughs> saying, AI talking. Saying blasphemous things. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, we're here to talk about video games. I, yes. I literally forgot for a second what, it's like, why, <laughs> what wait, we're here to talk about. Why are we about. here again? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Corey. How's your week been? Have 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 you it's been a lot better it? now? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've had a good week. It's been a, a good week of video games. Um, mm-hmm. uh, wrapped up a game, um, got a little farther in another game. Uh, started um, another game. So all together, um, yeah, it's been it's been a pretty good week. What about you, man? Look at you. Very good. Um, good week just in general, but also too finished a couple of games, started a couple other games. Um, just who even knows? I mean, also we're what uh, Like a Dragon Isheen comes out this next week. Yeah. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2 comes out next week. Oh, gosh. Um, goodness. Oh, which, oh, I am at a good games. I'm at a crossroads. Which do I get? So, well, good, good job, Real Corey, for leading us in a, a little bit on this. Um, AI Corey could never do that. No, he, no, he, doesn't, he, have, he, he doesn't, doesn't have your instincts. No, he doesn't have the um, conscience. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, some reviews dropped for for both, and it's very like Octopath Traveler 2 is sounds like more Octopath. Yep. Like some quality of life stuff where it's like, I think grinding's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. They've streamlined a few things, but it's very much like it's eight stories that don't really come together as well as they should. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I saw and that part of it, which is sad. It's sad, but it, you know, also at the same too, like it, it doesn't scare me off. Cause it's like, well, at the end of the day, I loved Octopath Traveler. Yeah. So if it's just better, like, Maybe it's not as good as I would hope in that regard, but if it's just still better Octopath Traveler, I'll, I will be happy with mm. that. Um, and then Like a Dragon Isshin also had it, and it sounds like maybe it's a little bit more mixed, potentially, in, like, not bad. Like, I think I, think I was seeing it, like, in the eights or something, okay. but it's very, like, um, I think... I think it's, I don't know. They, I, th- I think there are some aspects because it is a, it is a remake yes. of an 
of a game that came out like 10 years ago. And I think that that's some of it is that it feels older. Like it, I think a lot of people are comparing it in the way that like Kiwami is a remake of Yakuza one. There's still a lot of elements of it that feel old. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing as people are like, yeah, it looks new, but it feels old. Um, which isn't the end of the world. Like, you know, I played Yakuza, uh, Kiwami very recently and yeah. liked it plenty. So, yeah. Well, so yeah. what are you picking? That's, that's the real question. Cause whatever you get, I think I'll get that way. We can both yeah. bring it. If I had to pick one, I would probably get Octopath right okay. away. Okay. Um, just because like I did just play Yakuza Kiwami. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm fresh yeah. off of a Yakuza experience. Um, wouldn't stop me necessarily, but you know, I could, I could go for it right now. I'm actually like weirdly in between games. So it's going to be, I need to figure out like what I can play and fit in in the next like week or so without, <laughs> without well, getting too committed to something else. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm feeling like Octopath. I'm okay. feeling like that's where I am. Okay. Okay. So good to know. Yeah. I like it. But yeah. Yeah. Corey. Um, what have uh, what have you been playing? What are you further in? What have you started? What are you? What did you enjoy? I will lead with the game that you can now fit in between now and Octopath Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I finished a season, a Letter to the Future. Uh, this past week. Okay. Uh, and so I talked about it a little bit before, but now I've fully finished it. So I'm going to give my comprehensive thoughts to everyone who I know are salivating to hear them. Um, but wrapped it up is probably like eight hours. Um, and so yeah. the area you get to where all of a sudden it's like kind of open worldy esque, where it's like that this little area you get to work in, that's basically the last area. Um, there's one more very short section right after, but full thoughts. Um, I found it like I've always said, um, I'm talking about like deeply moving, very touching, um, and almost like very hopeful. Uh, I, I had to play the, I played the game as, um, the character you, um, but I played her in the role that she's taking on in the game and that she is documenting this season of life for the future to be able to see season, a letter to the future game as a whole. And so playing the game, like you are offered decisions to make in your, not like game altering decisions, but a personal altering decisions between you and the other characters that you come across in the game. Um, and you are given the opportunity to be a bystander and listen and record or to also offer your own thoughts, opinions and discussions on things. And you are adding to your letter to the future, um, some of your own, your own voice outside of maybe just the others. Um, and so playing the game, I, I was making a conscious decision and then there was a big decision that you had to make of like, my role in this game, your role in this game is to document what the season is. That way the world knows down the line what it was like. That is ultimately your job. And the game challenges you to change your mind on that job. If you, if you want, 
um, without getting into spoilers, what that means. And like the thought of it comes with a risk, essentially, uh, the game, how it presents this choice to you to where either you go on and you continue documenting the season or you are given a chance to help others in a way that you've been helped. Um, gotcha. i.e. with your your pendant that helps protect um your mind um from the mind diseases of the world you're given a choice to essentially yep. keep that or spread that out to um the people that you've met across the game but like you would lose essentially your mind is kind of like the thing like the choice it gives you and being in that moment of like i've helped these people in like so many different ways but like i run a risk of if i don't do this like they'll like this history is forgotten no matter what but like this presence always remembered there's a moment there's a line in the game i was like let's just enjoy this fleeting moment that we have like it's already passing but we know about it like we we will always know about it. And it was such like okay. a, a conflicting moment like that I didn't realize until that point in the game of like, I've experienced so much with this and just how the game starts and how your mom talks to you at the beginning of the game of like, I've forgotten all these things, but you will always remember them and that like you'll be able to always carry that. It was such a, just a heavy moment in the game that I didn't quite... I wasn't expecting at the end where all of a sudden it's all like so much of the weight of what you've done is now solely on you um, and solely on like your decision here. And I think it pays off in the end as well. I don't want to get into anything more past that, but just going through and like helping the citizens of Tang Valley where you spend a lot of time, uh, mm-hmm. like the artists, this mom and her son who are looking to move, but they, They live on this big farm, but their dimensions of this new room that they're moving to is so much smaller. So they're having to get rid of things, and you and you're helping you're having to help deal with her like grief of her losing her husband. Um, There's this monk who's basically like going to commit suicide by just like drowning because this valley is about to flood, and it's you trying to show him what it means to like continue living. It's all these different stories, all these different things throughout the game and it gets to that moment and it, i was just i think i sat there for like 30 minutes like i don't want to choose please yeah. Yeah. don't make me and there's there's no other way around it um like you have to decide but i think it does it really well and the end is very funny because i don't i won't get into it but it was just kind of like uh is that you have moments is that what i think it is and uh-huh. um, it's a very sweet moment. Uh, it's very cool. Okay. Um, it's something that you notice that comes up like in the opening minutes of the game where you're like, oh, I guess it's neat in this world. And then all of a sudden it happens at the very end. You're like, that's real. That's a real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't want to spoil it because it's, it's wild. Um, okay. But yeah, it's. It's just wonderful. And the ending where. Uh, no, I don't want to spoil the ending. Ah, I feel like <laughs> it's almost one of these things where it's like we need to do a 
a bonus where I can talk about mm-hmm. this, like, yeah. and give far more context to, I think, a lot of what I'm saying. But ultimately, like, in this small eight-hour, very personal adventure through the end of the world, it's poetic. It moved me. And I think it's something that I will hold on to for a very long time just because of what its message is, is always looking to leave something better than you found it and always trying okay. to let the future know that the past was here and like that it okay. did good. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. It's, it is a, like, it is not a particularly common thing in indie games to like have a commentary about, you know, global warming or, you know, just kind of like the anxiety or hopelessness of, you know, certain things or the hopefulness in the melancholy of, you know, whatever, like, you know, those, those kind of stories, they're always very navel gazy or I say always that that's usually where you find those stories. Mm -hmm. Um, but it never, I don't, when done well, I don't think it makes it any less impactful to like look at those and really feel something powerful about it because, because I mean, it is a real thing. Like it is something that we try to ignore sometimes, but that idea of like, you know, trying to not trying to just, how can I make things better and better and better and better for me forever? So that I can like, cause I'm going to be here forever and yeah. I'm going to reap the rewards of this. It's like, no, the, the people who legitimately are just trying to like, whether it's for their kids or just for people they'd never met, you know, taking that, those sort of steps. And so like, I always love very, you know, I'm still not sure if I'll play it right now, just because, you know, we talked about it whenever you first had started playing it. Like, I'm not sure that it's the type of game that I'm like really wanting to play right now. Um, but it is the thing where it's like, no, this is like, I've heard you talk about it enough that it's like, okay, like even if it's rough in certain areas or it's slow in certain areas, like I would be very interested in the story that it's telling. Um, so, so yeah, it's It's, lore. I think itself is very interesting. Because it starts off, yeah. it's Tang Valley where most of the game, I would say, takes place, or the biggest chunk of it takes place. And you get so much lore there of like what's been happening and why everything's happening and why this is now occurring that like even without the funness of it, and you know, fun is subjective, um, but without, again, that like there I'm trying to think there is no like video gamey action and it. it is very much basically a visual novel but like the lore dumps it's given you is i found very exciting i'm like wait 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 Th- this is a thing kind of a th- yeah. kind of a thing and it's like wait and here's a note you find of like why this is a thing or why they think it's a thing and you're like oh that's kind of creepy and yeah. that's kind of the the game has multiple instances of that, whether it's creepy, cool, etc. But like it has a pretty substantial amount of lore where I'm just like, this is wild. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. 
And I think that that's been the thing that I've been the most interested about it is just like it has like I enjoy those very like maybe not very subtle, but like, you know, the the weaving of like the normal with like these, you know, magical or science fiction elements where it is like stuff feels very real, but also feels very different at the same time Mm -hmm. and stuff is kind of blending together in unique ways. And so like, yeah, the whole, the, the whole setting of it all seems incredibly interesting. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'll play it at some point. I'm sure. Eventually. Um, before the end of the year, how about that? Okay. Yeah. It's on, it's on the Goatee list right now. Okay. Granted, hard, there's only two games to, on the Cody list. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Fire Emblem Engage and Season. And and where does this land? <laughs> Number one right now. Speaking of Corey, how how's Fire Emblem Engage going? Uh, we were talking about it a little bit before. I'm I've kind of hit a wall on it. Um, but the thing is, I'm also so close to the end where it's just like oh, I should really just power through. Because uh, I'm on chapters 19 of 26, so I have like seven left. Yeah. It's, it's, it is one of those things where I'm like, I'm very close to the end. Realistically, I'm looking at five to seven hours. Do I just try to knock out like a map a night and finish it up in like a week? Maybe. We'll see. Um, you can do it. I, again, I love its art style, the art direction. The combat itself is phenomenal. It's just... I. Th- I think with something again akin to season and something like Persona Four Golden, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, that had these strong, compelling narratives that pull me in, where I know I am a narrative guy, and it's not that I know; it's just like this is my preference. Where engage is just there's just nothing like I like the story that's there. I'm like I know what you're doing. I can see the end because you've you're showing it to me on a silver platter. You're not hiding anything. Um, like I have, I would be shocked if I was wrong more than shocked. If I was right with my theory of a and the divine dragon and all of that within the game. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like, the only thing pulling me back is the combat. And I've seen yeah. so much of it that like I've had my fill of it and, and I can recognize that it's, great it's very good um yeah that's where i'm at with it yeah um i finished it this yeah, week you did um one of us had two um and yeah i mean i it it was like i loved um the combat through the end, like, mm-hmm. you know, Fire Emblem combat doesn't like, I can't say it doesn't get old because depending on who you are, like it might, but it always stays good and challenging and fun. Um, but yeah, by, by the end, I was like, man, I am, I am struggling to maintain the motivation here because just because I mean, yeah, like I, I would say for people listening who have like, um, played it halfway through and maybe kind of feeling some of that or like wondering, like, you know, the end does have some cool stuff. Like there's some cool twists and cool, like, 
you know, just kind of neat additions um, past even where Corey is that are cool. But, you know, by and large, yeah, it's not the it's not a big, magical, wonderful story in the in incredibly meaningful. Like in my mind, it feels way too over like melodramatic, like Alir seems a little too like emotional and like lovey dovey to literally everybody all the time. And like some of the, some of the relationships don't feel as like dynamic or, um, like they have as much depth as even they did in three houses, for instance. And like, you know, Byleth couldn't talk in three houses. So that, that goes to kind of say something about a leer in that regard. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I mean, it's still Fire Emblem is Fire Emblem and is good in that regard. But yeah, the the story through and through is not, it's not its best, which is a bummer. But what do you do? You, you play a game. Yeah, yeah, you play it. Um, you, play you, you know, you play it. And then, you know, you play Three Houses. Yeah. And then in a couple of months, Advance Wars is coming out. And that's, that's what, that's, you know, modern Fire Emblem with tanks, basically. And if you're itching for it now, there's a war groove, uh, you can play that's indie advanced wars with, uh, Mm -hmm. magic instead of, and knights instead of armies. So, um, what's that called? War groove. Do you ever see war groove? No, it sounds interesting. It came out. I never finished it. I put in put in a good bit, like fifteen ish hours. Okay. Um, Came out so it is ago. made. So it was made by okay. So it released in twenty nineteen. Um, it was made by Chucklefish. So they actually developed it. Chucklefish, you may know, is the people who publish things like Stardew Valley. Yeah, and um, a lot of a lot of games that you might enjoy eastward they also published um but the yeah it's it plays very much like advanced wars um but it's all knights and magic and you know tree people and stuff like that instead of the tanks and you know stuff like so um I've honestly kind of thought about going back to it at different points um, because I did really enjoy it. It just something pulled me away. And I think it was like, it was also where I was at. Like I kind of hit a wall and just could fall out of it in a way. Um, but no, very good. Yeah. Check out Wargroove. Okay. Really cool. Okay. Um, it looks very neat, neat game. Um, but yeah, Corey, the, the game the the other game that I finished that does not slow down at the end, um, Hi-Fi Rush ooh, finished ooh, ooh. Um, longer than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was probably 12-ish hours. Okay, that's not bad. 12, 13 hours. Um, it, and there's, like, there's stuff afterward that you unlock um, that's not available, like, during the original game. I mean, most of its extras, like, like, like a challenge tower Or, um, like these doors that you've been coming across throughout the entire game that nobody knows how to do anything with. But, um, yeah, like I, after the initial high of playing, um, Hi-Fi Rush, Hi-Fi Rush, it's, 
it kind of like tapered a little bit because of just how like I think the weakest part of Hi-Fi Rush is the platforming stuff. Like um, it's not bad. Like there's a lot of world building and a lot of neat elements, but it's like at the end of the day, the strongest part is the combat and you want to get into the combat. And the first few levels don't have as much of the combat as I think it should. Okay. They, it definitely should have more than it does. And so like, I feel like in that early part, you'll go through, you'll play like an hour of a level and you'll have only done what feel like a few fights. And you're like, man, like I really, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of stuff. I wasn't necessarily here for, um, but I feel like the latter half of the game that really lightens up and you're, you're fighting a lot more and the sequences, like the sequences never slow down. Like they remain hype. Like it, it is a thing where like, I feel like at the beginning I was like, there's no way like they're going to hit it right out of the gate with some banger opener and they're going to really get me, but it's going to taper off and it's going to fall. And it's like, no, all the way through the game, you know, like the third boss or the fourth boss were, you know, as cool as the first one and the finales just got you got you going like you're just really feeling the music and you're really feeling the moves and you feel like a badass and like all the way through the end like all the characters really impactful and really empathetic and really like smartly written and it's like it's not this big epic where you're learning all of these like they're unpacking all of these huge things about the state of the world and all of these other like it's a very small group of characters and a in a very specific company in a very specific place in time, but it's all really well put together. And all of the characters feel very impactful and good. The, like the animations are great. The music sequences are great. Everything just feels great together. And it all just like continues to make you feel like a badass through and through. Cause even as you're going through it, it's just like, yeah, I'm hitting stuff on the beat and I'm slinging this guy through this thing and I'm doing this thing and I'm calling this person in. They're like pew, pew, pew in there and everything's hitting on the music. And so then it's also like everything's, everything's building up to nothing. Everything, everything has that resonance to it and it just feels good all the way through, all the way through to the end where I was like, got to the end and I was like, yeah, I was like, that was, I was not, I was not, it was not overstaying its welcome. I wasn't at a point where I was like, man, I just wish this was over. I was just like, no, this is good. I'm, I'm very much enjoying where this, where this went. So. Well, nice. I'm glad I, this is a game I will play eventually whenever I get an Xbox or a Steam Deck. Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I, I think I said it before, but like, I, I would be surprised if it didn't come to, PlayStation. Um, and maybe it doesn't, but it's, um, it doesn't, I, who knows? I mean, I was trying to look up and see if there's any, um, there's any information about that, which there isn't. I mean, regardless whether it comes to PlayStation or I pick it up whenever that comes around, I've heard enough from you from what I've seen. Like, it sounds like an incredible game and also, I appreciate it. it's just doing something so new, or maybe not something super new, but taking that rhythm style game and 
in this medium, art medium that is pushing it through is very fun, very refreshing. And again, this, there's Pentiment um, that came out as well, but like Xbox just letting some of their developers like have fun and say, screw it. Like this is, if this is what you want to make, do it. We'll fund it. I think is always, not always going to be a win, but most of the time it's going to be a good win. And this seems yep. like yep. Hi-Fi Rush is a result of that. Like um, business strategy, development strategy, whatever you want to call it. Like they're doing good. I'm excited to see what else like keeps coming out out of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I, I love just the, the range of stuff that they're putting out. Um, are you familiar also as well with um, ink Luminati? No. So this, sure this isn't power wash simulator. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I will double check. Um, it. Okay. I was trying to see. Um, yeah. So it's, I don't think it's fully out yet. Okay. It is on. So I was keeping an eye on this and then I've been confused about like the state of it, but it went into like early access basically at the end of January. Um, and you can play it on Xbox game pass. Um, but it looks like, it looks like pentiment, like it's hand drawn, okay. like it's this hand drawn, like old medieval art style, Ink. but it's a strategy game. Illuminati? Ink Illuminati. It looks to me like pictures, it looks like Darkest Dungeon meets Pentiment. Okay. <laughs> Basically, is kind of what it looks like. Um, but again, one of these things where it's like, who who would who would even guess that like oh. this would be something anybody oh, would be does look really cool. super excited about? Um, it does look very but it's yeah, um, but yeah, also something that's uh, Xbox and Steam. Gosh, it's uh, it's also gonna be on Switch. Point. It says. Yeah, I saw that. I don't see anything on their website about that, so I don't know where that was specifically but it's um who knows um it's cool though um that they're yeah that's it making stuff like that i feel like i'm just saying a bunch of things at this point but it's like but yeah i mean that that is the thing that has been really exciting about finally getting back into the xbox ecosystem is very much it's just like there's there's a lot of cool experimental stuff happening that like I feel like whenever the PS3 was big and like indies were starting to really glom onto Sony at the time, that's what it kind of felt like because you were getting games like um Puppeteer. Yeah. I remember where you were playing as like the Pinocchio mannequin on a stage and stuff, and um just really cool, strong like indie support and creative things that were coming out and it felt like a very like it felt like they were in a position where they were kind of underdogs in the 360 generation where they were like okay yeah just you want to make something for us yeah just please just do it (laughs) we're make whatever you want and i feel like that's kind of where xbox is right now where they're just like 
yeah, our our first party stuff is not hitting it. So you got something for us, we'll take it. Yeah. And I think there's some really cool stuff coming out. So I don't know what what else is supposed to come out other than uh, Starfield. That's, but, that's all I know. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm ready for it now. I'm excited about it. Me? I'm excited for you. I'm excited to live vicariously through you for the time being. Yeah. You should be. Um, when does that, speaking of, when does, sorry, I'm confusing myself because I'm also looking at Wargroove stuff Here while you. I'm talking. Um, Obsidian had a like first person fantasy RPG game with like a very unassuming name avowed. That's what it was. When does that come out? Avowed is a first person fantasy set in the world of pillars of eternity. Oh, Hmm. I didn't know that. That's sick. Um, Is it? Who even knows? There's next to no information that I can find about it. Okay. Mm. That'll come to Xbox. Eventually. Probably exclusively whenever it comes out, I would imagine, since Obsidian's owned by Microsoft at this point. But, yeah. Who knows? Neat. Yeah. Love it. Um, What else you got, Corey? You said new stuff? You've been playing new stuff? Yeah. Well, I talked about it briefly last week, but I have picked up and played um, Pocket Card Jockey on mobile ios wherever you're you play your mobile games and (laughs) turns out the hype's real it's really good okay um so for people who don't know what pocket card jockey is it is a horse racing game to where you go faster and your horse does better depending on how well you do wet solitaire um and it's not a full game of solitaire it's like a half game of solitaire um that it plays or not even that's just kind of like the amount of cards that comes out um and so where i'm at now is there's two phases of solitaire depending on how quickly you do it slash like how well you do it without making mistakes dictates how well your horse does and then there's like this whole separate game part for the final stretch of a race where you have X amount of times you can do the little whip thing with your horse or depending on well in solitaire, you picked up maybe a boost card and you can choose whether you want to the outside or the inside um, going down the final stretch. And that is the basis of the game. And they do that really well. I mean, uh, the story is nonsensical of where you are a horrendous horse racer. You die in your first horse race because you're so bad at it. The angel's yep. like, I'm going to bring you back. Um, but we got to find out how to get you better at horse racing since that's all you want to do. And you're like, well, I like solitaire. And you're like, bet. Because you like solitaire, I'm going to dictate how well you're dictate how well you race, how good you do at solitaire or how good you do at solitaire, how well you're racing. He's like, I never said I was good at solitaire. I said I liked solitaire. <laughs> and the angel's like, yeah. Yeah. what? <laughs> Um, but he brings you back to life. And now this is the game. Um, so yeah. completely nonsensical. I've named my horse tremble before me. Um, look at you. Uh, cause it's, it feels fitting. Um, <laughs> you can get more horses during the game, but uh, I really like tremble before me. He's a, 
Yeah, that's you should, pretty good. You should tremble before him. Um, he's undefeated. He's goaded right now. Okay. Look um, at you. So I say he's good. I've done like four races. Um, but very fun. I get it. It's good. It's a good game. Very nice. I love it. Um, yeah, I was talking about this at the beginning. I uh, re-upped on uh, whatever it's called, Apple Arcade to download Pocket Card Jockey and ended up deep in a rabbit hole of playing Mini Motorways again, oh. um, which is my uh, Apple Arcade like deep love. Have you ever played Mini Motorways? No, I have not. Okay. I do have. So uh, keep going. Mini Motorways, I think, launched on Apple Arcade. Like, I, the team had made like a, there's another game that they made that's similar, I think, with like rail systems called Mini Metro that you can just get, like you can buy um, on iOS. But Mini Motorways was, I think, made exclusively for Apple Arcade and now is on, is on Switch, like as of sometime last year, maybe. Um, but it's basically a puzzle game where you're managing uh, like a road system, like a grid system for a city, trying to get cars from like one location to another, Okay, um, which I'm kind of a sucker for. Like I enjoy, I enjoy a both a puzzle game and a city builder. Um, yeah. So, but it's partially like, it has this very like simple, minimal, like low poly aesthetic. The music's very, like it's very calm. We, if you remember me talking about Dwarf Romantic at the end of the year, yes. it has a similar thing where like I've put in, I've put in a lot more time into Dwarf Romantic than I realized. Um, and it's largely because it's just such a chill puzzle game and there's not a lot of like stakes to it like same thing with this i mean at the end of the day like you're only building to a score right so i mean you're not really like you're i think with many motorways like you're unlocking i think over time they've gotten more stuff so you have more like dailies or you have challenges or you have skins or whatever um for some of these maps so i mean there's stuff you can unlock but by and large it's just like you want to better. You're looking at it and you're like, okay, I lost. The big driver is just, I I think I could do better next time. And the way the game is structured is basically like you're playing out day after day in these cycles. And what's happening is just you, like you start out and there's like one factory building or work building or whatever it is. And then there's one house. And they're both the same color and you connect them by a road and the car drives to the building and then drives back. And okay. that's what it does. And then maybe like, a, and then another house pops up and it's the same color and then you connect it. And then that one's going and they're just, it's doing this very simple motion. But over time you get more of these work buildings and sometimes they're different colors and the cars can only go to, to these buildings that have the same color that they do. And before long you have this like interlocking grid of like okay well i have this white building in the southwest or i have like this collection of white buildings in the southwest and like a bunch of these work buildings white work buildings over in the east okay that i have to get over there so like how can i how can i be making my grid in such a way so they're not gumming up 
the works. Like right. maybe I'm building, maybe I'm building highways that can kind of like cut some of that traffic, you know, stuff. And so you are effectively being a city planner. Yeah. You're going through it and making planning moves on the fly where it's like, okay, this, this junction is really gumming us up. We need a roundabout here yep. or we need to reroute it. We need to give them another option. We need to do this stuff, but you're very limited because you only get new resources at the end of every week. And so like you could run out of road tiles and it's like, I got to get somebody to this office building right now, but I have no more road tiles. I got to wait a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the meantime, if they accumulate too much of their, I, I don't know what it is, their pins, essentially like, which are the points, like if they accumulate too many of those and they don't have cars coming to them, you lose. So you have to oh, like, okay. you have to connect them to That's the grid. The you have to yeah. get cars getting to them. You have to make it so they can get to them quickly enough. Um, and so it's this big hook in there. And it's also cool because each of the, like there are staged like city themes that are supposed to be themed around. I think some of the potential city issues or topography that are unique to some of these areas. So there's like a Los Angeles, there's a Tokyo, there's a Rio de Janeiro and they all have things where it's like Tokyo is a lot more like, because it's also very procedural. So you can't go in being like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like, the houses pop up wherever yeah. the factories okay, okay. pop up wherever. But I think with some of the themed maps, they pop up in a little bit more specific of an arrangement. Like Tokyo's are more, they're a lot more closely packed together. So you're having to deal with that as opposed to like Rio de Janeiro, you have to deal with, okay, you have to wind around these mountains. How am I going to get through these mountains? Like, what am I going to do about this? And so you like, you're having to, I think like, Manila maybe has like more rivers. So you have to have more, you have to like invest more in the bridges. And so so it's like, it's not, it's not anything outstanding, but like most of the, like over the few years since our Apple arcade has been out, I have on multiple occasions just been like, you know, I'm on a mini motorways kind of like kick. I'll pay the $5 for a month and just play the heck out of that for the next month and then move on and come back again at some other point. Like nothing on Apple arcade has, has like hooked me in the (laughs) same capacity. That is until football. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I'm lying. Um, uh, so I have, I, I have, as I said that I would, yes, I have, uh, played a little bit of football manager 2023 touch edition, oh, which is touch. through Apple arcade. Yes. Just hush your butt. Okay. You dumb buffoon. Okay. Okay. It's that is what, that is what was Fair. most easily available through, through what I was doing. Fair. Okay. So okay. hush. Um, okay. Well, I have questions. So yeah, I, okay. you, go ahead. you go ahead first and then oh. no, you go ahead. What are your questions? Uh, what team did you pick? I went with the uh, Swiss Young Boys. Oh, okay. You went Young Boys in okay, yeah, in the Switzerland. Okay. Um, how many games have you played? Uh, one. Did you win? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. How many goals yes. did you score? 
Four. And what formation did you run? Uh, four. What is it? Four three three. Four three three. Is that? Is that? It? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that right. Yes. Yeah. Four three. Okay. Three. Okay. Are you running? Okay. There. Everything else. I don't think. Um, I would love then to know. I'm going to actually know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, are you running inverted wingers? What's your midfield like? Are you running with a DM or a deep line playmaker? Is it a Mazala over to the left or right side? Uh, yeah, T- TBD on everything okay. Okay. <laughs> from there down. So this is so I haven't played a ton. Right. I've played like maybe an hour or so, but like I will say, very out out of the gate, like I've played games like civilization yeah i've played this is the most complicated oh yeah it's, thing it's very that, in-depth that i've laid my eyes on and it like it gives me immense appreciation just for because like because that's the thing i am i am also not like a when i was a kid i regularly kept up with like baseball. Yeah. I played baseball. I was really into like keeping up specifically in a, like our, in our end, the Atlanta Braves, yeah. the nineties, 11 Atlanta Braves. Goated. They were, they were, they were something else. And so like, I was very excited as a kid who was playing baseball and going to Atlanta Braves games, like very excited about this thing. But like, you know, in my adulthood, I don't regularly keep up with sports. Um, yeah. I will plenty of occasions. Like there are plenty of times where like my brother would be like, Hey, you want to go to a Clemson game? Yeah. Hey, you want to go like, let's, let's go to an Atlanta Braves game. Let's like, and I will never, I will never turn it down because like seeing, seeing a game live, having that experience, like I enjoy it. It's, it, yeah. it is a fun thing. And on occasion, like, get together with friends, watch the Super Bowl, yeah. something like that. Nothing against it. Um, but it remains amazing to me as somebody who is not like super well-versed on, on soccer or, you know, football, right. as you might say, um, just how like, how potentially like dumbed down American football is yes. when compared to, to soccer because it is the thing where it's like, I feel like even though I don't, I don't keep up with sports very much. I feel like if I went into an American football manager, I would not feel this overwhelmed. I would go into it and I'd be like, I could, I could do this, but I got into that and I was like, this is, I was like there, I do not even understand a word of what is coming to me. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Um, I like, I was playing the game and it was telling me to make choices and do things. And I was like, I, you know, better than I would. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's the biggest, that is my biggest takeaway from it is just like, you know, good on, good on soccer. Yeah. For being as like, robust a thing as it is well uh, okay i'll tell you this because all right you're going swissly uh young boys i think they're in the champions league were they in the champions league this year so if you started with them um young boys fc 
Um, let's see here. What has been uh, schedule? Or are they in the Europa League? None of this means anything to you right now, does it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish I could be of help. Like whenever I look and it was coming up and it was like, oh, this is the Premier League or this is First League. I was like, sure. I was like, whoever. I was like, what, whatever. Well, this is, you're you're <laughs> playing in the, they are, in the Swiss but... top league. Um, Young Boys okay. is definitely like the best team in. Uh, so they're in the conference league. Interesting. I guess they had a pretty bad year. Uh, last year, hmm. I don't really keep up with the Swiss League. All that, at least much. from the thing that it gave yeah. me, it said they were like maybe number three in the league. Yeah. So, um, depending on it goes league to league, um, but you get okay. X amount of Champions League, Europa League, or Europa Conference League spots. So the Swiss League and first place gets Champions League. So Champions League is quote unquote the best of the best teams. In Europe, yeah. play against each other. Real Madrid, um, uh, Barcelona got knocked out of the Champions League, but Barcelona was in it. Bayern Munich, Manor, uh, Manchester City, let's see, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Liverpool all in it right now. Um, and so the whoever wins the Swiss League gets in the tournament for the next year. So depending on how you do the year before affects what you do the next season. And so since gotcha. Young Boys sounds like they finished third, for the next season, the season that you're playing, they're in the Europa Conference League, which is like the third division of the European tournament. And so Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, it's not a league, it's a tournament that they're doing is essentially what you're going to be in. Look at that. And so you'll play your season. Impressive. So you'll play your season, but uh, coming around like September, October, you're going to start playing Europa Conference League games. So going into that weekend, you're like, okay, who are my best players? I probably need to rest them or at least pull them off early in the game. That way they're rested enough for the conference league game because now it's an extra game in the week. So you're going to be load managing your players, trying to make sure they're not too fatigued. Ah, uh, I see. I do recommend choosing the 4-2-3-1 Gagin Press formation okay so go, you, <laughs> Do you, now? you go to tactics four two three one gig impress it's a little broken well it was broken in 22 i don't know if it's broken in 23 um but it's always like a oh i'm on a couple of games sliding let's go back to this four two three one gig pressing, which is a german gotcha. term uh, i can't remember exactly where it is but it's just relentless pressing of the other team who has the ball to win the ball back is the idea gotcha. you don't want them to have the ball so you, you want to win it up high up the field to create a turnover to where all of a sudden they're a little too far up. They don't have enough people back. All your people are moving forward and you have a better chance of scoring the goal. Gotcha. Look at you. Impressive. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I think they have a pretty like young striker in there. I think I've signed him out of their academy. Look into that. So you can go into your okay. academy and bring up younger players who might be ready for first team. The young boys. Good God. This is way too much for my tiny brain. Well, we haven't gotten into um, like Mike, finding like the right staff either and the right he, sports scientist and a data analyst who are all real people that <laughs> are in this game that the developers and makers of this game are like, yeah, I know Jim Scott 
Smith the Third, who is in um, the English Eighth Division. His physiotherapy rating out of twenty is an eight. We think so. Okay, and that's not good, Jim Bob Smith the Third. Just saying, it doesn't sound like probably not. could be, but, like, but I don't they know. They have like <laughs> they they scout like like everything, so. I don't know how they do it. I'm sure there's a whole thing on it. Um, but we're talking like 15 year olds are like in the game where they've scouted them. Right. We think he has a potential of like out of 200, like 180. Right now he's probably mm-hmm. like 65 though. So, and it's, it's, it's truly wow. is absurd. Like the amount of detail that is in the game. It is quite absurd. The amount amount of detail. But I mean, it is a thing where, again, it's something where it, I don't know, it's, it remains, it still remains amazing to me and something that I can appreciate as like, you know, being an American and like our country not being super involved in soccer, um, worldly football. they like just the level of detail. And I mean, and I know they're, they're football, like NFL strategists and there's all this stuff. There's, there's, there's plenty that goes into that, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, soccer really feels like it's at another level (laughs) in that regard. And it is good. God, who, who can even, it feels like if you're into soccer, you have to like, it's basically, you basically have to adopt it as a lifestyle. Um, it kind of, what it yeah, like. I mean, it, it's one of those things where like, it takes up most of my Saturday and Sunday mornings. <laughs> and I don't mean that, I don't, that, that's not in a bad way. And that, that's not what it is for everyone. But for me, it's just so fascinating. Um, just yeah, the yeah. different styles that are at play and like the absurdity that happens. Like earlier today, um, Liverpool um, and Newcastle played. Um, two teams in England. Um, Liverpool are up two nothing. Uh, Liverpool's keeper gets the ball in his own box. He boots it downfield. Um, one of Liverpool players, Mohamed Salah, is running onto the ball. Newcastle keeper's flying out of his box, out of the penalty box and area, um, and dives and like just instinct, I guess, kicked in and he grabs the ball. Mm-hmm well outside of his own box. And it is one of the most idiotic things I think I've ever seen in the sport of like, you're 10 yards outside your box and immediately is just red carded. And it's, that's just a moment of like absolute insanity that like when you're watching it and you're like, did that just happen? And, um, and there's, there's, that's just a wild thing. Then there's like, incredible insane moments earlier today the leads and everton were playing the leads keepers like in a weird position uh everton right back is has no business being where he's out in the field and just rips a shot in that no one saw coming in all of a sudden now everton are most likely going to stay up and leads are probably going to get relegated into lower division so it's just like watching the joy and passion the soul crushing bits of it is just exhilarating. Um, can't stop watching. Maybe you to play at 9am tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to be up with a cup of coffee. It's going to be great. No, no offense 
to you, but do you think mm. that whenever you, I mean, I see the analytics. Um, do you think that whenever you talk about soccer in this degree that we lose followers? Yes. <laughs> 100%. Probably. Yep. Um, so if you want to hear me talk soccer, you can check in on our new podcast, not Arcade AI, the Arcade Soccer. Oh, yeah. Why, don't, why haven't you and, uh, you and Wade started a football podcast? You should ask him. Hi, Wade. I know you listen. I know you're here. Um, I would love to. Yeah, you you guys. He's got he's got a coffee podcast. He he's he's in the mix. He's in the he, he's in the he field knows now. More about uh, soccer than I do. I think I might know yeah. a couple more like odd terms about positioning due to football manager. Um, so he knows the game far better than me because he played in college. Oh, yeah. he, he was he yeah. Was very he good. played it. He knows. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can laugh. I can like joke and be like, ha, 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 but like the number. Well, the number You're of hours. On my <laughs> the number to my credit, I was looking for the Norwegian team fart. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to my credit, and my wife can attest to this the number of hours that I've spent on YouTube watching uh office tour videos, um, keyboard videos, yes. yeah. um, just people watch walking around a city in the rain videos. Um, there's, there are entire swaths of my life that have been dedicated to hey, watch videos like this. random things. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact that like you have a laser focused passion on that is very admirable. You can start a new save also with fart <laughs> or mold. I couldn't find fart. That was my first one. Yeah. I was going to find, I couldn't find them. Let's see here. Now I have to help you. I couldn't find fart. Football manager, 23, Norwegian Wonder Kids. No, that, there's one. His name's Erling Holland. I guess Martin Odegaard as well. Fart. Norwegian lower division guide. You might have been in the wrong division. That might have been what it is. Maybe. Let's see. Switch to see net. This is who I use. Download all my mods. Shout out to you. Dang, the Norwegian League is deep. Okay, okay. There's Falk. Oh, yeah, here we go. Fart. Um, Hold on, I'm helping you out. Uh, so they're in the Norwegian lower division. So you're probably in the top one. So you're going to do Norwegian So they're, they're at the division. bottom end. Uh, I'm trying to see Norwegian lower division. Are they the second tier? Um, uh, twenty three, uh, Norway leagues. Yeah, there. So there's Premier Division. Oh wow, yeah. So you're gonna be there's um Norwegian Premier Division, Norwegian First Division. Uh, Norwegian Second Division Group One, Norwegian Second Division Group Two. There's so many. Chris, you can go on for forever with this. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, so goodness. Um, they are in the Norwegian lower division. You are going to the gotcha. bottom. 
Okay. I don't remember it going past second division, but Uh, I may. So it might be because it's on touch. That might be why you might not be able to. If you have like the full version, which I think is on Game Pass. Um, It is on Game Pass. You could get it there. It feels like the full version. Also, speaking of the Football Manager Touch on Nintendo Switch is forty five bucks. I I do have Football Manager twenty on my Switch. um, That I play. They usually play on the airplane. Um, So it's it's a little different. It's not as in depth as like the full version. I'll send you a screenshot of the full version. Oh, please don't. I can't handle it. Um, yeah, Corey. Um, whether we like it or not, I feel like that's an episode. We, <laughs> we, I like it. we, uh, we, yeah, we, we landed that one beautifully. Yeah, it's, uh, right in, <laughs> into the hangar. Um, kiss. yeah, Corey next week. Um, I don't know that we'll have a ton, a ton of thoughts about some of the new stuff just okay. with how it lands. Cause yeah. Octopath will come out next Friday, and but we may have a few like introductory well, opinions. I played a bit more Persona 4 Golden. We're wrapping up now, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'll talk about that no, next you're good. week. So. No, how are you feeling about it? Good. I'm feeling very good. Um, good. I'm glad to hear it. It gives me Persona 5 vibes, but um, yeah. I, I think I said it before, and I, I will say it again. The fact that I played a Persona game, I think, helps me so much because the game teaches you yep. nothing. It, it uh, I finished the first palace um, without spoiling who the first palace or dungeon is. Finished that. Uh, but the game doesn't really give you tons of context or tons of, um, I mean, there's incentive, but like, there's not a tons of like, blinking factors where in like persona five the first palace is like you have till this date to get this yep. done and you can see the calendar and you're like okay while in persona four is like okay after it rains for a few days and the fog comes in that's when it's too late and so <laughs> i'm checking the weather and i'm like it rains tomorrow but then it's sunny for a couple of days what is it is there fog <laughs> And I'm I'm like being a meteorologist, like here on my couch. I'm like, what? And there doesn't seem to be a ton of like, hey, let's hang out today. Like there isn't five. There's a couple of like, I guess, quality of life stuff where I'm just like, if I've never, again, if I had never played one of these before, I think I would just be incredibly lost for a long time. Um, But because I have played it and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's so fun. It's electric. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's definitely kind of the like consensus I feel like is that people are like, yeah, you know, it's not a bad idea to go from newer to older because like in that regard, it may make it a little bit harder to, you know, like in some respects, cause you know, Persona is like really polished in a lot of ways that even Persona 4 isn't necessarily, um, whether it's like exploration yeah. or stuff, but like it does doing that does help a lot with understanding how to play the game because from what I understand, Persona 3 is even worse about that. So I believe it. Um, well, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. And knows, also, but- like, Persona 5 takes so long to get going, I think. Like, uh-huh. you, you weren't going in that game till like, the 10-hour mark. Um, yeah. Which, uh, for um, some people, is detriment. We talked about him today, but wait, our friend, um, he tried it and yeah. he was like, it's just, too, there's too much dialogue, Corey. I love that you love it, but I can't, I, I can't read for hours <laughs> on end. Um, and to be fair, it, it's a, it's a fair criticism of it. And I think Persona 4 definitely onboards you significantly quicker. It's within like the first, it takes a little bit longer to get inside their other world. I think, but once you're in, it's kind of like, no, you're, you're going, yeah. here's the issue. Go get it. Um, yeah. So good on Wade though, for not being like a huge gamer, but just like giving stuff a try, just yeah, having fun with it. Just seeing what's up. Yeah. He, he's a real one. He, he gave it a he's try. Doing it. Um, just wasn't for him. So I think yeah. he did, he did go with base persona five cause it's the free one. I think Royal yeah. is a little bit quicker at onboarding you. Um, it's a little bit easier too earlier on. So, but you don't have to go get Royal Wade. We're we're not we're not banking on that. Yeah, yeah. But Corey, next week I'm excited about something. Octopath. I don't know two. what. Octopath two maybe. I, I did um, could be the like a dragon ishing. Um, that I might play a little bit too okay. this week. So. Okay. I will probably hop in on something, assuming that like many motorways, it doesn't Consume take me life. out. Uh, yeah. Um, I will probably try to fit in something reasonably small. Um, so I may have played an entire, like a whole ass game uh, between this week and next week. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, Corey, in the meantime, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Sir, you can go find me at Instagram, uh, hash sling and thrasher, or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But always and most importantly, follow arcade underscore cozy on Twitter for our sort of up to dates. Yeah, you, yeah, um, yeah, boy. I, uh, you can find me at four point pixel on Instagram, sort of. I have been. Since I started a new job about a month ago, I've been notably absent. I think just a lot of stuff going on. Um, Be back at it before too long, but enjoying uh, enjoying to not have one more thing on my plate. Um, Sorry, I had to cough. Um, The you can also find me at Swiss Fun Joe on Twitter. Not any more active necessarily because Twitter kind of makes me sad nowadays. But I'm there and. you can find us arcade cozy at uh, gmail.com. Uh, Johnny be good 89 on Instagram. Um, he does our intro and outro music. Um, 11 labs.io, uh, not a sponsor, but uh, made the introduction that you heard today. Um, and all future introductions from him here, here forward. It's, it's just going to be um, ridiculousness now. <laughs> uh, it's not going to stop. Um, yeah. Corey, I'm looking forward to next week. I hope you have a wonderful week. You too. Um, Yeah, this has been Arcade Cozy. Ah, man, why didn't I make an outro with your voice? I should have done it. I didn't even think about it. I was so consumed with that. Next week. Um, week. This has been, yeah, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Yeah. Deuces. Love you.